and Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Once you explain that, can you do pretty much the same thing that, that the Hogan did? Kind of explain what got you into the business and who helped you to get started in this. But I, I, I'm interested to know myself, you know, how in the hell you get to look like that? You jack, bro. Man, this is coming from somebody who's twice my size. Man, I'm trying to get like you, brother, man. You see those arms right there? Well, all you got to yeah. do is get fat, bald-headed, black, and ugly. You look just like me. Oh, I'm halfway there. Yeah, Monty, you the number one wrestling podcast here. When it comes to podcasts, they are the cream, the crew. Yeah, dig it. Heartless man. We don't need them around. All right, here we are, Macho Man Days. Hope uh, last week wasn't too much of a disappointment. Uh... You guys got to see some footage of me over at the uh, Fanboy Expo, which was really cool. Um, got to meet some famous people from uh, all genres of, uh, of the past. Um, and I enjoyed things like that. And uh, people enjoyed my presence. And, uh, and I enjoyed being there and uh, letting them enjoy my presence. But what I didn't do was the, uh, the plan originally for last week was to answer some questions. And I have those questions right here. And I'm going to answer some of those questions the best I can for this episode of uh, Macho Man Days. So I wrote them down because they were on my phone. But if I'm doing this, I can't do that. So... Let's see, I don't know if they're going to be in any particular order here. And I don't have the names of the people, but if you recognize your, uh, your question, well, then you'll know it's your question. Right. Well, here's one question here. My favorite places that I've traveled during and after wrestling. During and after wrestling. Um, well, there was one 
one trip, the only time that I've ever been out of the country was a trip to Japan. And that was kind of like uh, in between. It was like before before I was completely done with wrestling. But that was for a, uh, a print ad in Japan. Um, and uh, it was a cool experience. I mean, uh, I hate to travel. I hate being on a plane for many, many, many hours. And that was a very long flight. And, um, but it was definitely cool to, to experience the, uh, Japanese culture. And, uh, I had a guy with me that, uh, was kind of like my translator and my, uh, you know, my roadie kind of guy. I don't know if you call him a roadie, but, uh, you know, he set things up for us to go out and eat and everything. So it was really, uh, treated real well. And, um, so that was a cool experience. I don't know if it was one of my favorites, um, I don't really know if uh, if I have a favorite place that I've um, traveled to, you know, altogether. Um, it's hard to say, man. It's really hard to say what was my favorite, what was my least favorite. Um, a lot of times to me, it was just like, uh, just go and do your job wherever it is that you're supposed to do it. Um, cause a lot of times you don't really have time to enjoy any of the, the time there. A lot of times you go and you do a gig and then, uh, and then you're flying right back, you know, or driving back or whatever. So that one I'd really have to think about, man. Um, you know, I enjoy most places. Once I get to wherever I'm going, I enjoy it. It's getting there that I don't enjoy. But, uh, another question here is my favorite gigs before the match thing, before I started doing this thing, because I did do some acting and uh, I lived out in LA for a little while. And I got to say that uh, while I was still wrestling, I did a Sunny Delay commercial. It was going back about 2004. And uh, some of you may have seen it. It's out there um, somewhere on my uh, Facebook page. If you go and you, you look hard enough, um, but it was, uh, it was a national commercial and uh, paid very well and uh, played the part of a wrestler. And uh, that was my favorite because uh, they had some gear made for me. The, the whole thing, man, they got some boots from Stagecoach that were specially made for me with my size. My favorite colors, you know, blue and silver and um, the blue knee pads, the whole nine yards, man. They let me keep all of that stuff. So I ended up wearing that for a match that I had coming up um, for Sunday Night Heat. That was, uh, and I didn't even know that I was booked um, for a match. I was just told, you know, show up, uh, you know, for extra work or whatever. And uh, I was in great shape because I was also getting ready for a uh, bodybuilding show at that time. So uh, with all of that, man, it was just a great time in 2004 where I was like, you know, in the best shape ever. I was tan. I was ready for the, you know, for the bodybuilding show, getting ready for that. And then uh, all these things happened to come along, you know, the commercial. And uh, and then I did get booked for a match on Sunday night with uh, Tyson Tomko. So, um, so, of course, you know, lucky for me, you know, I was on TV and I looked, uh, you know, in tip-top shape because I was already in the process of dieting down and everything.
Um, so that would be my uh, that would be my favorite favorite gig. Um, I had a lot of a uh, lot of cool things. Some of them I don't even remember, but a lot of like uh, cool things uh, in acting and uh, playing the part of a wrestler always made me more money than actual playing a wrestler, and uh, it was a lot less painful. So I would say that uh, my favorite uh, my favorite gig probably had to be that Sunny Delay commercial because it was a national commercial. It's a big deal. I beat out a lot of other people. Um, some were my friends that got mad at me for uh, you know for getting it and them not getting it, and that just shows who your real friends are because if they're not happy for you and they're mad at you for uh, getting the gig, well, makes you kind of have to re. Uh, reconsider who your friends are so uh that one sticks in my mind man um as far as doing the non-match gigs non-wrestling gigs um i'm sure there's others and i'll think of them uh probably before this is uh before these questions are done and i'll jump back to it um favorite celebs to work with um I don't know, man. I don't know, because I don't really mark out for uh, for famous people. It's something that was embedded in me when I first started wrestling, that it's like, you know, you don't mark out for other wrestlers. And so I kind of like adapted that with any time that I meet somebody famous, I never get pictures with them and I never like uh, really talk to them. I never treat them like, like they're famous. I never treat them like they're above me because I want to be on that same level. I want them to uh, to think of me as being on that same level and I want to think of myself as being on that same level. So I don't treat them like they're, uh, you know, that they're up here. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I worked with uh, Kathy Griffin, Griffin, Griffith, uh, a couple times on different things. Um, she was cool. Um, I've worked with many, many wrestlers on, you know, things other than uh, other than wrestling shows because a lot of them get into acting and stuff too. Um, no real bad experiences with any uh, actors. Um, I did an episode of uh, a Modern Family, and I was hoping to meet Ed O'Neill, but he wasn't in the scene. It was a quick little scene that I was in. So I didn't get to meet him, but I did meet, um, uh, see, I don't watch the show, so I don't know any of the actors' names, but the, uh, the redheaded dude, um, he was super cool. The, uh, the chick, the one, the pretty girl with the accent, um, I would say that, uh, that wasn't a great experience just because she, um, she, uh, was very annoying that accent is not a work her uh there's something about her she complained a lot about you know her makeup and her microphone and her this and that and everything i was sitting right next to her in the makeup chair and uh was not um not impressed not happy not uh, you know definitely not starstruck i was like uh i'm glad i don't have a scene with her um so that's the only bad experience that I can think of. Uh, bad experiences with uh, with uh, promoters, 
says here, promoters or celebrities or wrestlers. Um, I never had any beef with any wrestler, you know. I got along with everybody. Um, I was professional. I did my job. Um, you know, I, I try to make, uh, when people were around me, I try to make it funny and uh, enjoyable. So I never really had any uh, bad experiences with other wrestlers. I just, um, um, promoters, promoters is a different story. Promoters um, and vendors, I think you guys know, I've expressed myself plenty of times with that. Um, there's too many people in the wrestling industry that should not be in the wrestling industry. Um, that they're basically, uh, you know, I'm not saying all of them, but there's a good amount of them that are, um, you know, they, uh, they're marks, man, and they just want to be close to the wrestling business, and they, they didn't have what it takes to be a wrestler, and um, they, uh, they, they figure they'll be a promoter or a vendor so they could meet all their heroes and, you know, rub shoulders, uh, rub elbows um, with, uh, with the guys they grew up watching. Some of those, uh, sad, but there's some wrestlers that are out there or some people that call themselves wrestlers that are out there doing what they do uh, just to suck up to uh, the guys that they watched when they were kids. And um, I don't know, man, I'm real particular about the type of people that should be in the wrestling business and the types of people that should be sitting at home watching wrestling. And uh, I'm not going to go through names. They know who they are. And you, some of you know who, uh, who I'm talking about because I've mentioned some names before. And I think it's real pathetic when people are out there calling themselves wrestlers and they're nothing but uh, just marks that don't know how to wrestle. But they convince people that they've done things and have been places because they're working the marks. They know how to work them because they are one. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been uh, there's been promoters that have uh, promised things. There's been vendors that have promised things. You know, they book you. They don't want to give you a deposit. And then uh, right before the event, they uh, they pull the plug on you, and uh, now you just screwed yourself out of any other uh, gigs that you could have done. Um, and uh, they didn't lose nothing. But now you lost the potential booking. You never got your deposit. And uh, that's why I do business a lot differently now than, uh, than I did before. So now if somebody's interested in booking me, I am not booked until I have that money in my PayPal or wherever. And uh, I don't consider myself to, uh, to have that date free until I am paid to reserve that date and uh, that's just the way that I do business because of the people that I've done business with in the past that have, uh, you know, done me wrong when I try to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, you know, give me the deposit when you can. I'll make videos for you advertising the show and this and that. And then, uh, then I get the old, uh, you know, a week before, Hey man, sorry, I can't bring you in. And, uh, that's the whole point of the de deposit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, if you're in the wrestling business and you don't take a deposit, it's your fault when they turn around and they uh, they screw you. That's the whole point of a deposit. If you're gonna pay the deposit, the deposit needs to be paid on that time of the booking. Otherwise, 
It's just words. You could tell me that we're, you know, we're good to go and I'm booked and everything else like that. You say that, you say we're good to go, you say that I'm booked, but I'm not. Because I don't have money in my hand telling me that I am booked for that particular date. So there you go. There's my bad experiences with promoters. I don't really have any with other wrestlers or celebrities, but promoters and vendors, there's many, many, many stories and uh, many situations and uh, you learn from your mistakes and that's why I do business a little bit differently now and I might do business different than uh, than even a lot of the big stars because um, they've gotten screwed over before. But, uh, you know, I'm a... I'm an individual, man. I don't do what other uh, what other stars do. You know, when a when a promoter or a vendor says to me, "Well, you know, that's not the way so and so does it," I don't care. I don't care if it's Hulk Hogan. I don't care. It's like this is how I do business. They cannot take a deposit and be okay with that. I'm not okay with that. So the way I do business is, it ain't even a deposit, man. It's like, um, you know, pay me up front. To, uh, to take that booking and I'll be there because I could be trusted. I'm trying to build a reputation for myself. I'm trying to build my brand, which is this, the macho man thing. This ain't just, uh, I'm not just some guy in a costume. I'm not a cosplay. You know what I'm saying? I've been in the wrestling business. I've been, uh, you know, I wrestled for 15 years. I know the ins and outs of the business. I'm not the kind of person that you could, uh, you know, think that you could walk all over that I don't know the deal. I know the deal very well, and um, I don't care what kind of a deal you have with uh, the biggest stars that you have on your show, and you name dropping and telling me who you have doesn't really make any difference to me whatsoever. Um, all I care about is I need the full amount, and uh, then I'm considered booked, and I'll make whatever videos you want to advertise the show and this and that, but um, that's my bad experience, man. Um, my favorite reaction from fans um, doing the match thing. I love it when people will tell me that, um, and this has come from people like his brother, people that uh, were very close to him personally, um, you know, friends of his, colleagues of his, saying that um, the Macho Man would be very, uh, very proud of me saying that uh, he would love what I do, um, you know, things like that. Um, thank you for keeping his, uh, his memory alive. Um, when you tell, you know, people tell me that it like uh, cheered them up and that, you know, when they see my videos that uh, it really brings them back to a time when, uh, when they were kids and it, and it was, uh, you know, happy, you know, to turn on the TV and see Macho Man and, um, those are the compliments that really make me feel like, you know, if I'm ever feeling down and I'm ever feeling like my match thing ain't going nowhere and I start to get discouraged and start to do a little bit less and less because I feel like, you know, well, what's the point? Sometimes you get like that, you get a little stale. And um, that's kind of like what was happen happening recently. But um, when, uh, when people kind of tell me uh, what it means to them and they tell me that, uh, that Macho Man himself, you know, would have uh, would have popped if he was alive today and saw me doing my thing. That uh, he would absolutely love it. So that is what uh, that's the reaction. 
you know what I mean, that um, that makes it all worth it, makes me happy. You know, that's what I enjoy when I do it. I enjoy making um, fans of his, you know what I mean? If I could take his fans and make them my fans and, um, and they really uh, get a kick out of watching me do what I do, that's great, man. You know, that's the whole reason for doing it. I'm an entertainer because I like to entertain people. I like for them to, uh, to enjoy what they're watching. And that goes for, you know, anything that I do with, you know, I, I've done stand-up comedy. I've done, um, you know, all kinds of, you know, acting, whatever. Um, so that's my thing, man. That's just what I was uh, born to do is entertain. And, and, uh, and I like, I like uh, making a change in somebody's day, um, you know, by doing what I do. So challenges of being a tribute artist. Um you don't get it too often, but you do get some that are haters and like to just uh, say that, um, yeah, I might have to move to a different spot. Cause of course I'm sitting here and, yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that background noise here, hold on. No matter where you go, you could be in the middle of nowhere and somebody's got to come up and, uh, yeah. Thanks, could have sat somewhere else, but uh, I apparently look like I wanted company. Give me one second till I find a place where it's a little bit less uh, annoying. Thought I found a good quiet spot to do the thing. Those are the types of things that could get me to my boiling point. I don't know, man. I just like to stay, uh, you know, when I'm doing certain things, I like to stay away so I can get it done. All right, there's somebody sitting there. See, there's somebody sitting there, so I'm not going to go there. But other people, they like to just come and sit right next to me. As I talk about how much I like to uh, make people happy, I'm also the same guy that uh, doesn't want to be around them when I'm trying to do my thing. Now I can't find a table to sit at. Give me one second, guys. I'll find a place. Man, I thought I found the only place. I might have found the only place that I can uh, that I can do this. There's no chairs, no wares. Mm. No, wait. Might have found some place. I just want to uh, find a spot before I can uh, continue here. Oh, there's a. Uh, to get to my boiling point. Give me one second, guys. Here. I might just have to uh, finish this up right here. Like this. Holding this thing here. I don't think there's too many more questions here. But, uh... 
where were we go challenges of being a tribute artist yeah um there are people that are haters and uh you know jealous or whatever of, you know that i do something cool that they can't do and um you know it's natural that people are gonna you know just uh, they feel better about themselves when they uh when they put you down and um you know they'll call me a, a wannabe a macho man you know i think i'm macho man they don't understand what an impersonator is they don't understand that that's the deal um people will say you're not really macho man uh yeah i know number one i'm an impersonator number two he passed away so i can't be him now can i um i never got any negative uh i'm sure that there there has been um there was one one time uh last year that i was gonna you know i had a table at the cauliflower alley club and um the guy who sets that up said that um that there might be an issue that he actually spoke with uh b brian blair who runs the entire cauliflower alley club he's like the uh, the head guy and um that he was worried that some of the guys might take offense to me um even though it's it's in a positive light you know that i'm doing an impersonation of somebody that has passed away and somebody that you know everybody knows in the wrestling business and um he spoke to him and uh he showed him my stuff and he saw like you know that it was definitely always in a positive light i never do anything or say anything um that would uh you know reflect randy savage you know if I'm going to say something negative or uh, be a dick, it's going to be me doing it, you know, not in character. Um, but uh, that's the only time that it felt like, uh, you know, somebody might think uh, that I'm doing like I'm insulting uh, Macho Man or I'm just being, uh, you know, um, in some way disrespectful. And that ain't the case at all. But I think most people uh, will praise me for what I do and uh, and know that I'm doing it as a tribute and uh, not in a uh, disrespectful, um, it's all, you know, it's all entertainment, man. So I've been lucky with that, man. Anybody who is a hater and thinks that, uh, you know, that what I'm doing is um, is negative or, uh, or an insult to uh, Macho Man or his family, well, just know that Lanny loves what I do, and uh, so do a lot of his close friends, um, ex-girlfriends of his, people that I know that you don't even know that he knew. And um, I get a whole lot of praise on being the best that there is, past, present, future. So uh, my thing is, if those people are okay with it, then the people that aren't okay with it they just make themselves look like fools. And that's all right. No problem there. Oh. All right, let's see what else we got on this list. I think I answered this one. Because uh, this was... Um, I believe that this one was on my... Uh, on my Modcast that we answered. But uh, as far as my daily workout and diet and my, my schedule... Here's the deal, man. It really is no set schedule as much as I would like it to be. Um, the 
it sometimes doesn't work out that way. So, um, you know, sometimes I'm up at 4 a.m. and meeting up with my friend at 5. And uh, whether we work out together or we work out separately, we're still there, you know, motivating each other to, to get up and get there, you know, holding each other accountable because sometimes it's not easy to uh, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and start your day and get that workout in. But once you do it, you feel really good. But there's some days that it's just, you know, whether you're tired, you didn't get enough sleep the night before or, you know, whatever it might be, man. It's very hard to stay on that routine, especially once you've come off of that routine, even for one morning. For me, it's so hard to snap back and, uh, you know, and go back to, uh, to doing the morning thing the minute I stop doing the morning thing. So, um, hmm. I'm just trying to find a spot where it's quiet. Um, all right, we'll keep walking. But, um, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, my diet? I wouldn't even call it a diet, man. My thing is um, eat clean. Um, there's no there's no uh, fat diet. There's no, uh, you know, no keto, no uh, intermittent fasting, all that stuff. I've tried everything. And uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you got to do uh, what you feel works for you because if it doesn't work for you mentally if you're not going to stick to something then the diet's not going to work for you so you got to find something that works for you you got to find something whatever it is as long as you can stay consistent with it you know the the no carb thing is great keto thing is great for a lot of reasons but a lot of people can't stick to that man it's one of the hardest diets to do so how good does it really work if you can't stay consistent with it? So whatever whatever helps you to stay on track, stay consistent, because uh, losing weight don't happen, or gaining weight, or whatever your uh, whatever your goals are, it doesn't happen overnight. You got to stay consistent. So my thing is, I eat clean, meaning that all I really eat is uh, eggs. Um, grilled chicken and, and white rice. Once in a while, um, I'll have a sweet potato. Uh, now, oh, I don't, uh, reason why I say white rice, and again, this is one of those preference things that if it was, if it had to be brown rice, I wouldn't stick to it because brown rice, they say, is better for you, but it's not better for me because it upsets my stomach. Um, I wouldn't say that I have a gluten allergy or whatever people like to say, um, but there's something about fiber and certain foods that will make me feel um, bloated and uh, sluggish, and that's not the way I want to feel. So if white rice doesn't make me feel that way, then why would I eat brown rice just because somebody says to eat brown rice or, you know, they say that it's healthier. It's really not that big of a difference. 
It's just that it's processed and, you know, uh, brown rice is healthier, but not really. If you look at the ingredients of both, it ain't much of a difference except for the amount of fiber. And uh, But if you're okay with the fiber, if you're okay with, uh, you know, brown rice and, um, uh, you know, even certain breads, man, some people could eat wheat bread and, you know, grains, whatever, uh, whole grain bread or whatever. I, you know, I stay away from bread, not because I'm doing some type of fancy keto thing, but because uh, the way that it makes me feel. I just stay away from things that make me feel uh, bloated and disgusting. So, here's a table for me to chill at for a moment of time. Oh my God, this chick has a, she has a bird on her head. Am I seeing shit or does that woman have a bird on her head? Well, there's something you don't see every day. Okay. I hope you guys saw that, otherwise I'm going nuts. Wow. See? If I would have went to the gym, I would have missed that for sure. You don't see too many people at the gym with birds on their heads. But then again, you don't see it anywhere. Okay, I'm digging that. Digging the bird lady. Okay, let me set this thing up here. Sorry for all the technical difficulties here. I wanted to do this video on location. There we go. All right. Um. So the schedule that I keep as far as uh, I touched on this a little bit, but, uh, you know, it is very important to keep a, a steady routine of uh, when you go to sleep and, um, and when you wake up, but um, you don't always have that, uh, that control, you know, sometimes you're not going to fall asleep at the time that you, uh, that you would like to. And that messes up waking up at the time that you'd like to. But once you get on a routine, um, and uh, of course, you know, things always interfere. You know, if you're stressed or whatever, you're not feeling well, you know, it could throw off your uh, your sleeping habits. But it is a good idea to try to have uh, a set routine of, uh, okay, I'm going to go to sleep at this time. Or at least, you know, attempt to be asleep by this time. I'm going to wake up at this time, you know, hit the gym at this time. It's very good for many reasons um, to stay on a, on a rhythm. Uh, and like I said, sometimes it's not as easy as other times because you got a lot going on or whatever. Things interfere, things come, you know, things that happen that you have to uh, change up your routine a little bit for that day. Um, but for the most part, man, just keep it keep it uh again just like the diet man if you do something if you're not a morning person and you know you're not going to get up in the morning then uh and you're going to miss more days at the gym than you're going to make to the gym then change it up man you know what i mean do what works for you if your workouts are 
um, better in the afternoon. If your workouts, if there's a better chance of you going in the afternoon, then don't try to go in the morning because it's all consistency. Make it so that whatever you need to do, it makes it so that there's a better chance of you doing it. Um, so that's really that on, uh, and you know, daily work. My workouts are always, uh, when I do work out at the gym with weights, I'll, uh, you know, I still like to do what I've always done. Um, I do a lot of drop sets. I do a lot of supersets. I'll work one body part uh, per workout per day. Um, but I do like buys and tries together. I count that as, you know, doing arms um, and legs, you know, I'll do together, of course, uh, the hamstrings and quads. Um, but uh, a regular week for me, you know, doing like, uh, if I was going to do a full, uh, week's worth of, uh, of weights, my, uh, my split is, uh, of course, national chest day is Monday. Um, so I'll do uh, chest on Monday and then on uh, Tuesday I'll do uh, either shoulders or back. I could flip flop those two. It all depends. Um, back would probably be better. Um, because if I do shoulders real hard and then I do back the next day, my shoulders might be a little bit uh, weaker to uh, be able to pull, you know, a little bit more uh, better form or whatever. Because I don't go super heavy, man. I don't go heavy at all. I go intense. There's a difference. Um, and if anybody's interested, man, I could set you up on a, you know, on a whole uh, exercise plan could even do a virtual uh, personal training thing. But if that's something you're interested in, man, you can hit me up on my uh, on my Facebook uh, DM. And uh, there's options that we can discuss. But, um, you know, as far as uh, um, the workouts, uh, you know, I'll, that's what I'll try to do is, uh, you know, do a Monday chest Let's just say uh, Tuesday back, Wednesday shoulders, uh, Thursday um, we do uh, like legs, and then Friday do arms, or I could flip flop those two also. And uh, so work out five days a week, sometimes six. You know, if I go on a six day, I could work abs, I could work uh, flexibility. Um, sometimes I even go seven days and I just find, you know, whatever I just work on uh, you know some forearms or uh, lower back or you know just kind of like an overall like total body type of deal but for the most part I would say that it's a five day a week thing sometimes uh, sometimes that five day you know is uh, turns into a three day thing um, you know but I do something else like today I'm enjoying uh, nature I'm walking a little bit I'm tanning a little bit um, so, uh, you got to do what makes you happy, man. At the, at the end of the day, if it ain't making you happy, you ain't going to stick with it. And if you ain't happy, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Because that's the bottom line is happiness is uh, more important than anything else. You could have a great body and be miserable, or you could have uh, more of a, you know, an average uh, good physique and be happy as hell. And I'd rather be happy and be uh, miserable. Um, 
foods and drinks that I avoid. Well, I don't drink alcohol and I try to stay away from uh, artificial sugars. I definitely stay away from regular sugar. I don't drink regular soda. Um, if I do drink soda, it's diet soda. I even try to cut back on, uh, I only do that like if I'm out eating and I try to limit eating out. So I don't drink a whole lot of uh, soda. What you see me always drinking is, uh, there is artificial uh, sweeteners in this, but it's uh, it's an amino drink. It's an amino powder with electrolytes. And uh, so I drink that for, uh, basically I just drink that all day long, you know, and uh, it's just like drinking water all day, except I like the flavor and I get a little bit of, uh, you know, extra branch chain aminos and some uh, electrolytes keep me from dehydrating which I have dehydrated in uh, hot weather and serious workouts and have gotten quite nauseous um you know the foods that I um that I avoid um I avoid um fried stuff for the most part you know I, I have my cheat meals I have my uh you know which isn't scheduled either. It's not like, oh, Friday, I'm gonna pig out all day. It's not like that. Sometimes I won't have a cheat day. And I don't even do a cheat day, man. I'll do a cheat meal. And uh, it'll just come when I'm like, I'll get a craving for something. Let's say I've been eating good for, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. And then I get a craving for, you know, like a Philly cheesesteak. I'll go to this place, Capriati's, Cap uh, and they got like this two foot long, um, Philly cheesesteak that's uh, probably the best I've ever had and uh, it's like 20 bucks and uh, and I'll get one of those man and I'll enjoy it you know what I mean and uh, it makes me happy man so I wait until I have a craving for something I really want I don't say oh well it's Friday I'm supposed to eat shit so let me just pick something that uh, okay I'll just eat this no man I wait for that uh, that craving to hit and then I let myself live you know what I mean? Rather than uh, be the way that I used to be, where it was like just everything was about uh, being a wrestler, being big, being, you know, lean. Um, and uh, kind of like sticking to that, like, I'm going to have a cheat meal and I'm going to eat as much as I can on that day. And, you know, even if you didn't want to, you still did it because it was like that was what you did. Um, the next question stretching guilty as charged man um i'm trying to get a little bit more i used to not stretch at all i'm guilty um because it hurts and i'm very uh very unflexible um and uh but recently after my workouts i'm stretching especially the areas of my like my hips and uh my lower back um my hamstrings real tight so I'm trying each workout to uh, incorporate a good amount of stretching at the end um, I am guilty of not doing the DDP yoga um, I have it I've had it for years I've done it I've started it I've you know done done it for a little while and uh, you know, I don't stay consistent with it, man, because I don't stay on it long enough to start enjoying it. And then, you know, uh, it's just not one of those things. I don't enjoy stretching and I don't enjoy um, doing, not that I don't enjoy the DDPY, once I'm doing it, I enjoy it. But um, 
it's just, it's not, it's something for me to get used to. I'm so used to, you know, doing like weights, doing something that's, uh, you know, that I'm moving. And even with the DDP yoga, you're moving, but it's a different type of, uh, you know, I'm just not used to it, man. You know, it's something, one of those things that you got to get out of your comfort zone and get used to it. And uh, that's what I need to do. So I am guilty. Good question. Now you got the answer and made me feel like, uh, you know, I need to step it up with my stretch game, man. Um, here's a real good question. Merchandise. Merchandise. We may have answered this one before, too, but uh, I have merchandise on tpublic.com slash Moch Merch. M-O-T-C-H. M-E-R-C-H and uh, there's t-shirts and uh, mugs and things that I don't even know what's on there uh, my uh, partner in crime Dennis you guys know who Dennis is I'm sure he's the guy that does all my social media does all my uh, all my merchandise stuff all anything that has to do with uh, anything other than what I'm doing right now um, I do the performance performing part and he does the rest and uh, I'm very thankful for that because if it wasn't for him it wouldn't be a whole lot of footage out there but um so he personally designed um the shirts and uh and got them you know created and set up the whole T Public store and everything so uh make sure to go over to T Public and uh go to Mach Merch and check out everything that's on there um, I believe there's also a link on my website that you definitely want to check that out too, that Dennis set up for me, of course. Um, that's themotch.com. It's the M-O-T-C-H.com. And there, there should be links to everything. All of my other social media, the T Public, um, the uh, a link to the Macho Man Days and uh, the link to the Thursday uh, Machcast that I do. Um, but uh, we are always thinking of new merchandise. Uh, we don't we don't do a whole lot of merchandise sales. I don't know a, a whole lot of people don't know about it. But um, you know it's one of those dropship companies, so I don't even know. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody orders stuff, I don't even. Uh, there's a certain amount that has to be ordered in order for it to be shipped out or in, in order for me to to make money. So it's like it has to sell a certain amount, but it's good because then I don't have like 3,000 shirts sitting in the corner of my apartment. You know what I mean? It's like uh, people order it from there and it gets shipped from there. Um, as far as 8x10s go, you could contact me on my uh, Facebook direct message and uh, tell me what you want there because the photos I have so that I could sign them and send them out, um, you know, personally. Uh, so that type of merch um, I have to send out. Of course, there's, uh, there's always the Cameo videos, which uh, you don't have to go through Cameo. You can go through my DM also and, uh, you know, tell me what it is that you want and I could send it right to you from there um there's a lot of things that we could do virtual uh virtual signings which uh you know we've been talking about doing and I fall off track a lot guys a lot of things happen in my personal life where I can't you know things get kind of pushed aside or whatever but uh the virtual signings um 
are going to be uh, something in the uh, in the future. Um, we could also do uh, like uh, video conversations. You know what I mean? Where uh, it's like a Zoom call type of deal or whatever. And uh, rather than me making a video for you, I'm actually on the video scope talking with you. Um, that's another uh, another video, uh, you know, another uh, cameo video type of thing. So I could make a personalized video for you. I can, uh, you know, have a pep talk with you for, you know, like a 10 minute call or whatever. Um, there's so many, so many options, man. You know, you could have me uh, call somebody up for you, call your boss and tell them that you're uh, sick of their shit and you quit. I could uh, break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend for you. Fun stuff. And of course, there's always the uh, in-person bookings, which is my favorite, um, because I get to do my thing in uh, in vivid living color and uh, be much, you know, right there in person, man. And that's the, that's fun, man. That's uh, you know, that's a lot better than uh, doing it on video. So, um, oh, here's some fun fun questions here okay somebody was asking about being buff in the wrestling business does it help with the the ladies and uh well i used to be uh, quite buff um this is like the uh the after effects of being buff i mean i do what i can to stay you know uh in much shape but there was once a time that I was uh, beyond my shape. And, uh, but I've always been in shape and yeah, it does help, man. Um, you know, some ladies don't like buff guys, but uh, you know, I think that the ones that are into wrestling um, definitely uh, don't have a complaint when it comes to guys like John Cena and uh, Randy Orton and, you know, guys with nice bodies. Um, the second part of that question, <laughs> is uh did i do well and uh basically in parentheses did i get laid a lot and uh yeah the answer is yes the answer is that Mach was uh even before he was Mach, vic divine did okay with the ladies he's got a pretty good track record uh some you may know and some you may not but um there were some good times good times and uh you know, I'm sure it didn't hurt that I was uh, in great shape. Um, that was the magnet to get the chicks uh, interested. But uh, once they hung out with me and saw what an awesome uh, personality I have, they just, uh, you know, they wanted to do the thing. And who am I to say no? So uh, I had my fun, man. I had, uh, you know, when I was younger, things aren't quite that way anymore. Now, uh, you know, uh, not that I'm not as good looking, it's just that, uh, you know, I'm a little older now. So, uh, so uh, you know, the women seem to have a little bit more class. K, with a capital K. Um, here's a really weird question, which I wasn't even gonna answer, but I will. Somebody was asking, what kind of underoos did I wear when I was a kid? 
Now, I don't know if somebody really wants to know this or if it was just kind of a, a funny idea to see if I would answer it either way. I don't know, man. If you're thinking about underoos, uh, you're uh, a weird dude. But uh, the underoos that I uh, did have that I remember, um, I had Shazam. And uh, I really liked the uh, the lightning bolt. I don't know. That was like, uh, it was a cool, cool shirt. Um, I don't know too much. I guess I'm, I'm guessing that the underwears was uh, red and yellow. Uh, I don't know why I'm discussing my... Uh, my uh, underwear that I wore as a child. It's kind of creepy. But um, as far as the characters, uh, I believe I had Batman and I wanted the Robin because I was a Batman and Robin fan. Um, but I don't think I had the Robin. I think it was hard to find or whatever. But I'm pretty sure that I had... Um, that I had Batman. And I wasn't really... I don't know why I had the Shazam. I think it was just because I liked the uh, lightning bolt, but I wasn't really a Shazam fan. Um, I was a Batman and Robin fan. I was also a big fan of Wonder Woman, but uh, I wasn't about to go wear Wonder, Woman, uh, Wonder Woman's uh, underoos. I just liked her because I had a crush on her from when I was uh, back in the day when I was wearing underoos, but that's different. Um, do I still own any toys? from back in the day, uh, from when I was a kid. Unfortunately, I did have a large collection of uh, all types of wrestling toys and magazines and all kinds of memorabilia. And uh, my parents got rid of it um, when they were moving to Florida and I was moving, trying to find a place to live. And um, they kind of warned me to get my stuff out sooner. And, uh, you know, I was kind of, uh, dragging to get my stuff out and uh they got rid of a lot of my stuff that uh that meant a lot to me so uh i really don't have anything except for a box of of my stuff um of uh vic divine posters and uh flyers and pictures um things like that from memorabilia from my career or from me trying to make it as a wrestler um you know things that go far back um you know uh letters that i wrote you know the wwe asking about how to get a job working there and uh a letter from wcw uh regarding uh trying out at the power plant things like that but uh nothing from uh from my childhood um as far as uh, the, I had all the action figures, the LJN action figures, and uh, you know, the Hulk Hogan was my first one. I remember getting that, and um, and then I tried to collect all of them, man. I remember, uh, I believe I did have a Randy Savage one. I had a Brutus Beefcake. I had, uh, I tried to collect them all. You know, some of my friends would have them, and we would like uh, trade them. Uh, we did the same thing with like magazines. I had a collection of WWF magazine. Um, the oldest one that I had was 86 with Elizabeth on the cover. And uh, I think I had every single one from 86 all the way to like 90 something before I stopped collecting. Um, and it was only like a couple in between missing and I was really trying to get a collection of every single one from the first one until the last one. I don't even know if they still make it. Um, 
or if magazines are like com com completely um, um, out of uh, production now. But um, speaking of reading, it asks here about uh, books. I do not like reading. Um, I would much rather listen to a uh, audio book or listen to a podcast or something. Uh, but uh, I can only read things that I'm really interested in. I read things about, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not big into like reading a, a novel or uh, you know anything like that. I, I like to read uh, interesting articles and magazines that have to do with uh, very intrigued by you know, uh, the brain, how it works, and psychology, and, uh, you know, mental illnesses, and everything that has to do with the brain, so I'm usually pretty good about, uh, read an article here and there, um, and, uh, but the only books that I've ever read that I really enjoyed it reading was, um, doing, uh, who's this behind me? Who's it? I hear a lot of, uh... You guys see who's making that ruckus behind me? Alright. Um... Yeah, I've, I've read all of the autobiographies. To me, that was like, I mean, I would read, you know, cover to cover, man, in one sitting. You know what I mean? And I hate reading, but when I start reading about, you know, when I was getting into when I was a wrestler and I wanted to make it to WWE I wanted to know everybody's story of how they got there and um and what they did before getting into wrestling and how they got into wanting to become a wrestler because I wanted to see their story you know because I had my story and um so all of them man like you know Mick Foley and Kurt Angle and China um all of those uh stories of their wrestling journey. I loved reading those. Um, but other than that, man, I'm not big on, you know, I love the law of attraction. I love the, you know, the secret is a book, but I never read the book. I always, uh, I listened. The first thing that I got was the audio uh, back in the day, the CDs. Um, and uh, I listened to those on repeat. And then I found uh, the DVD. Jesus. Oh, my God. They follow me everywhere, man. They follow me. <clears throat> I like the quiet. I'm old, man. I like silence. When I'm doing my thing, I need to concentrate, man. I don't need all the distraction of, uh, yeah. Keep it down. Keep it down. Um, so, uh, the movie, The Secret, is, uh, you know, it tells the story, man. It's a lot easier. If you like reading, that's, you know, and, and uh, you retain that better than you do uh, watching something or listening to something. I'm one of those people that uh, I need to um, to watch it. Um, yeah, I'll leave. Yeah, no, that's why I sat there. Oh, man. No, it's cool. Don't worry about me. I'm just doing a video. See, yeah, I do got a temper, man, because that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sitting there doing a the thing. Can we sit here at this table? No, you can't. All right, I'm almost done here with this, but uh, 
Now my day is starting to uh, get ruined. One second to find a place where uh, where people don't decide to come sit next to me, even though there's a hundred other spots for them to be. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do this thing. I'm gonna finish this up real quick because I'm almost at an hour anyway. But uh, I believe that the last question here anyway was. Uh, Asking me about my, uh, my, uh, experiences with, uh, with weed, and I don't do it, I'm not, uh, I'm not against it, um, I have done it, it's not really, uh, Jesus, it's not really my, uh, my thing, um, I don't enjoy it the way other people uh, describe it, but, um, you know, I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it again from time to time. It's, uh, you know, depending on the uh, circumstance and the situation, um, but uh, I'm not a huge fan like many other people, but uh, hope that answers the question. I don't really, I don't care what you do. I don't... Uh, I don't have any uh, opinions. Everybody do whatever you do, whatever makes you happy. And uh, speaking of being happy, I'm gonna get off of here right now and enjoy the rest of my walk. So I'll see you guys uh, next week. Send in some questions to Monty and the Pharaoh. All right.